Welcome to Across the Desk with Elizabeth Plouffe. I have to move up a little bit. Um, my guest today is Monica Graves, the fantastic owner of Glam Jewels. Here, Thank a you. local business here in Burlington. Although you're all over the Chrysler place, so you're like yeah, I try across to be. Canada. I'm I'm all about the global domination. <laughs> I like it. I like it. A woman with purpose. <laughs> and my purpose is to bedazzle everybody. Exactly. So welcome. 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 Thank welcome. you. It's great to be here. Sun shining today. It is. Yeah, good energy. I didn't have to take my vitamin D today because I thought, oh, I might actually see the sun at some yeah. point. You know, <laughs> versus having to take artificial sunshine. Because <laughs> that's too much fun. But you're wearing another gorgeous piece today. Oh, thank you. And it's got a little rose on it. You know, because this is a little hope for spring that's going to come early. Has it even I'm wearing left? my rose I mean, every seriously, day. the weather's been so weird it's been like el springo or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. don't spit your tea up it's delicious tea by the way (laughs) good old black love it um so we're here today to talk about glam jewels which is your custom jewelry business yeah which is fabulous and i am um i will put my little news in here do it i do it are you surprising me i am surprising you so we're going to give a little backstory, and this might be one of the goofier podcasts because we just have fun. But um, a few months ago, I hooked Monica up as a keynote speaker for an event with the Halton Region, and she did an amazing job talking to the artist entrepreneurs in the room about her experience and why she went from employee to entrepreneur and what that journey was like and what have you. And we met for breakfast after, and she presented me with this, unbe- it's the most gorgeous necklace I've ever owned. And it is, uh, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like a, I don't know, it's like my Wonder Woman tiara on a string. Oh, I like that description. Yeah, it is. So it's gorgeous and purple, and and I'm not really a a bedazzly kind of girl, and the nice thing about it is that it does have that little hello without being a leopard-spotted cougar (laughs) hello, you know. (laughs) So uh, I was hosting a workshop on hypnosis, and um, Kojiko got a hold of it. And Kojiko said, we'd love to come and interview you and talk to you about this um, workshop that you're going to be hosting. And so it ended up actually being the uh, the person presenting the workshop got interviewed. But there were bits and pieces about my office in it. And I'm trying to get a hold of the video. But because I was going to be on camera, in my mind, because, you know, it's all about me, I got my bedazzling necklace on. Good girl. And I ended up getting a photo op or I, whatever you want to call it where they, they filmed a sort of fake talking and I turned to the camera for all to see oh. my bedazzly Wonder Woman tiara wonderment fantastic yeah. so I can't wait to try and get a hold of the video because I'm going to promote the crap out of it and say thank you so much to Glam Jewels oh my goodness yeah. I'm going to have a, st- a fashion credit well yeah nothing like City Line and all the other high value people that you've been <laughs> you're more important that's oh. good <laughs> Wow. <laughs> Tears. I've um, known you longer. <laughs> 30 years. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just, and one of the reasons, so one of the reasons I love your jewelry so much is that when we got to chatting at the uh, Halton Region event about Glam Jewels, because Monica and I lost touch for quite a while, um, it was your story about empowerment. And I want to touch on that later, but that was one of the reasons I wore that necklace that day is because every time I put it on, it's like my it's like my whole Wonder Woman gear in a necklace. So I you know I got my my tiara, my little cuffs of 
bullet whatever thingy and my lasso of truth and I can't wear the kick-ass boots or the bustiers because I'd knock an eyeball out but um, that's how it makes me feel every time I put it on great yeah so that was kind of the goal so we're going to go back to that because there's a real reason behind that story but we're going to we're going to we're going to throw it back on Friday oh to Monica as a little girl yes I could I could pull up the soundtrack because I I got soundtrack music just for Monica and um I don't know if you're going to be able to hear it or not, but. <laughs> love George. You do love George. Oh, I yeah. I could not find, um, I, did, I should, oh, mm. while you're talking, I'm going to look for another one that will be even more poignant. But so <laughs> we're going to go back to, to you as a little girl. And I see the okay. pictures on Facebook. You were remarkably cute. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I can send one over if you like. <laughs> <laughs> the dream in my eyes. The dream in your eyes yeah. of becoming. So that's what the first question is. Tell me about Monica growing up mm-hmm. and what you wanted to be because it's, it's a really yeah. cool story. That's Stop a loaded question. So well, share. I can share a lot about that one. I know you, can. you know what I wanted to be? I do. I, I want it. <laughs> Well, I wanted to, this is not how you maybe think I'm going to answer the question, but I wanted to be free. That's what I wanted to be when I grew up. (laughs) So when I was, yeah, when I was in kindergarten, this is like grade one hasn't even started yet. Right. I think I had my first or second recess where they send you out out for fresh air or whatever. (laughs) And I was in the um, parking lot. I don't know why we were in the parking lot, but it was the 70s. <laughs> Go through the parking lot, That's through the play. cars that to works. get to the playground. Yeah. And I remember looking down at the ground and seeing all these little pebbles on the ground. And I said, you know what? If I could sell a million of these little pebbles for a mm-hmm. dollar each, I'd be a millionaire. And in then kindergarten, I would, you're in kindergarten, this, I was having, like that was my first what? thought. That was my first like entrepreneurial thought. And I said, if I did that, then I could, I wouldn't have to go to school anymore because I'd be brilliant and everybody would want to learn how I did it. I could pay my parents' house off so they wouldn't have to work anymore. How old are you We could go point? to Disney World every year. I'm five. Did you get held back a number of years or something? That's, <laughs> that's deep I'm 35 thinking. in kindergarten. I'm thinking, because that's really yeah, but that, deep honestly, thinking in the whole kindergarten brain. Because mm-hmm. I was like, ooh, that pace looks good. And you're like, yeah. oh. <laughs> Can I take over the world now? <laughs> yeah, but honestly, I, I remember that thinking like, you know, this is some this is doable. I could do this and I could get out of here. Why am I here? I don't I don't want to be here in school. It's stupid. What kind of sucky school did you go to? I went to a great school. I went to Woodside Public School in Oakville. Oh my, I know where that is. Yeah, right behind the library. Yeah, now yeah, it's yeah. a French immersion school. I used to have guides at that school. It was a great school. I just I went in for guides and I got kicked out of guides. Full disclosure. After two years, they're like, you know, we don't think you're fitting in. <laughs> you don't really like to do what you're told. You tie your knots wrong. See ya. See, maybe you had yeah, a better idea. To you. <laughs> in an ironic yeah. twist, became a girl guide leader and was put in charge of developing young women. <laughs> All right. Woo! Anyway. Was not my dream. Okay, so Aww. five years old, you're taking over the world. You kind of remind me of like Pinky from Pinky and the Brain. Do you know that? Oh yeah, I don't know it well. 
but I do know the character. I can picture the character. And he's that, well. He, you know, Narf always asks, or Pinky always asks the brain, "What are we going to do? What we do every night, Pinky? We're going to plan to take over the world." Awesome. Oh yeah. Okay. The voice, the voice is much better in the cartoon. That's not my. <laughs> did not want to be a voice person when I grew up. Yeah. Okay, so you're going to take over the world. So I'm going to take over the world. You're yeah. Steal all the pebbles from the so, school. So yeah, and I'm going to do, and I'm going to sell them for a dollar a piece, and I'm going to pay off my parents' mortgage, pay off you know anything, and so we can all be free and just do whatever we want, and life will be a, a box big, of chocolates. Yeah. All right. That's right. So so that didn't I, happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, you're selling pretty pebbles so, now. Yeah, but. I'm selling pretty pebbles now. But uh, no, that didn't happen. But you know, it um, it's amazing. It was a thought that never ever left my head. Mm-hmm. So um, I ended up doing the opposite of that. When well, when I was in high school, I don't know if you want to go there yet, but go but away, uh, your I had uh, my very first. Oh, we got construction going on outside. Do we? That's super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, uh, just a bad driver. Oh, yeah. No, he's right there. Oh, for the love of you. <laughs> we All got, right, we're going to power we have, through. We have a few more people you on our podcast that yeah. expect it. So uh, mm-hmm. when I was in high school, I decided uh, that I wanted to do something creative. And I was always artistic. I enjoyed lots of different media. And so I thought, well, I love rock stars and I, I love music. And why not paint rock stars on t-shirts in 1985 Why and sell them indeed? to my fellow friends at in high school mm-hmm. at Blakelock High School. So then people started well, asking me <laughs> yeah for more things than just uh you know rock stars they wanted like their cat on a t-shirt or they wanted you know a movie poster on a t-shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I I was doing that and I was selling my t- the t-shirts for 25 bucks a piece and in they were actually 1985? Yeah, I was What's 16. Two thousand and sixteen dollars. That's a lot of cash. Yeah, Good yeah, it was you. great. My first customer, if he's listening, was Dave Cox. I did an Elvis T-shirt for him. How do do you I remember know? him? I do. Yeah. I, I, let's, I and I still closer. have the receipt. I think actually that T-shirt with no, I wasn't charging. Oh, maybe I was charging tax. It was sixteen dollars and five cents or something. And I have the ten dollar bill framed. That, do you yeah, really? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So full disclosure, so, high school was a little bit upsy-downsy for me as far as a yeah lot. so if I don't remember something don't be See, offended I wish I'd known you better then I would have recruited you to help me paint shirts I I, I needed the help I'm, I'm not a very artistic in that capacity okay. I can talk up a good storm but give me a paintbrush and it might look like you know <laughs> really strange five-year-old did it but anyway, uh, moving on yeah so, so we did I did that and then I sold it uh, I sold the t-shirts in the school store which was great yeah. the TAB oh, oh uh, my god the, yeah again? Tabard Tabard yep and um, and then from there, I decided uh, that I a couple of years went by. I was doing a few craft shows, selling my T-shirts. I was on the cover of uh, the Oakville Beaver. Cool. Yeah, that was so fantastic to be like seventeen, eighteen years old and see your face in every news, like every yeah. uh, newspaper box. You yeah, know? that was pretty. Neat. Nowadays, you're like online. Yeah, nobody really reads the newspaper. Well, some people do, but it's not as. I get the Burlington Post. Yeah. <laughs> I always thought the Oakville Beaver was a bit of an odd thing. Yeah, <laughs> a little like, bit strange. Yeah. Really? <laughs> Couldn't think of anything else. Okay. Moving so, on. So we, I did that, and then uh, I decided one summer I wanted to exhibit my uh, T-shirts at the CNE in the Arts and Crafts building. So I um, t- took out a student venture loan 
Mm-hmm. And the loan was for $4,000. And with that $4,000, I paid for a booth fee for 11, no, for 21 days, because mm-hmm. it was in the summer. Um, bought all of my materials, all of my paints, sold my shirts, did not have any clue on how to market myself, how to do any but of you that did it stuff, anyway. but I did like it that's... anyway. And I paid the loan back. And I worked out that over that 21 days, I had made 75 cents an hour. I think that was my profit. But it was, what a great experience, you know, like for a teenager to, you know, just put yourself out there like that yeah. and see what happened. Could no you? idea how to build a booth. None Ballsy of that chick. stuff. Yeah. Ballsy chick. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so that was my first taste of entrepreneurship. And I was also the, the babysitter of the... Uh, of my street, but we don't have to talk about that. I, think I had like eight kids under my <laughs> wing at all, at all times when oh I was Lord. in the summers. But like a little empire. Yeah, it was good. Any way I could find to generate something was good. But because I hated school so much, I thought, well, if I go to school, I'll take early childhood education because I loved kids and I thought teaching kids would be great. Kindergarten teacher, that's what I wanted to oh, be. And then I that's fell like into a job. Then I fell into a job um, uh, at Canada Post, and I was 19 years old. Right after high school, I was making something like $32,000 a year, which was a lot of coin. Yeah. And I thought, well, I'm here. I'm not moving. Yeah, I'll just good. stay here. Take a lock. Yeah. So I, stay, I stayed there for 18 years, and I, um, I went back to Sheridan College, did my business diploma, um, and Canada Post paid for it because uh, I wanted to move my way up in the company, get mm-hmm. into sales. I wanted to take over the company. I had started. <laughs> I, I am had, global I domination like, on Canada yeah, Post. Yeah, exactly. And working for a monopoly has helped me now. See? Now I know how to operate as a monopoly. No, I'm kidding. But anyway, so I did this job and, and I felt so confident and I really saw myself going places. I had already started the jewelry business, but on a mm-hmm. small scale, it was you know, just sort of messing around with beads and yeah, just trying something new, bringing in a little extra coin. And then the best thing ever happened to me, which sounds like the worst thing. I had a boss that, uh, uh, second guessed everything that I did. I had one of those. Made me feel incompetent, all that stuff. Um, and then I was in a car accident where I was very badly rear ended and had to take a leave from work. Mm And had those things not it all collided, super no. yeah, I wouldn't be where I am today because it was in that time away that I realized, you know what, this hobby, this jewelry hobby, has yeah. to become a little more than you found your passion. That yeah, found my passion and started making my exit plan. <laughs> you just take your pebble and shove it up your nose. Yeah, that's Out right. of here. <laughs> Stick a stamp on that big boy. Yeah, cool. Mm-hmm. So, how long now has then Glam Jewels been? A full-time gig. So, actually, Glam Jewels was born officially in 2000, and it's been a full-time gig for me since the end of 2007. So, nine years. So, yeah, nine years, yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Crazy. That's nine years? Really? Whoa. Yeah. Just FYI. Good for you. So, that's that's a heck of a journey, because you came from a very... I'm going to sneeze. That's okay. I'm going to my nose. (laughs) You know the thing that you do when you look up. I like, know. I'm gonna sneeze. I'm not gonna sneeze. Yes. Yeah. Um, or I'm gonna push boogers on my. Head. 
But you went from a very left brain industry because you were, you know, I think you had said like project management and sales development and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Was that right? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. I got a jumper. Um, and then you had a whole shift. And I mean, if, and if, if you don't understand, sorry, listeners, the left brain, right brain situation, I reference that a lot because I find it fascinating because the left brain is your very logical step-by-step processing information part of your brain. And then you have the right side of your brain, which is very art, creative, thought, um, not provoking, but thought creation and, and all that kind of stuff. And the vast majority of the population fall into a dominant of one side or the other. And then there's the very few who fall sort of in the middle. And I don't mean this as a shameless plug, but I actually fall in the middle. And it sounds as though if you were to do a left brain, right brain assessment, Mm -hmm. you probably do too. Yeah. And I I feel like that is a a real gift because I can get just as excited about an Excel spreadsheet as I can about designing a new piece of jewelry. It's a bit of an illness. It's sad. I walk into a Staples. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, it's like an addiction. Did you did you really love uh, the movie The Matrix for that reason? Like no. I I loved that movie because of you know when they're looking on the, the screen and you the... see all the yeah it's just like the computer the data da, 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 yeah. but it creates a picture like it is when they look at it they see the visual of. I'll have to go back and watch it. You have to watch it again. It's one of those movies that I've never sat down and watched that I don't believe from beginning to end. It's always been, Mm -hmm. you know, a Saturday at 3 o'clock and I'm not feeling well, so I'll kind of flick through it. Yeah. It's never been. Watch it. It's a good left brain, right brain movie, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I did watch. Anyway, we'll get into that because we could talk movies forever. (laughs) Um, Speaking of movies, I have queued it up, so it will happen at some point. Oh, boy. Yeah. (laughs) So. So we've gone into that. So you've started in 2007, mm-hmm. full-time Glam Jewels. So what has it taken? Because I know you've had a lot of really good press. You've had a lot of celebrities wearing your jewelry. Mm-hmm. It is unique. I've never seen anything like the pieces that you create. And the one thing that I really love about them is that they are multifunctional, which most pieces, I would say, are not. Right. Um, and you take the time to show people the different ways that they can style it. And it sort of frees you up to be creative with it. So yeah. I've worn mine as a, a single strand. I've worn it doubled, almost like a choker. I've worn it, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of different ways. So, and I know you do, and I've got tons of pictures of those too, which I'm going to show. <laughs> but I know you do like your drop. It's like a chain that has a, um, a jewel bobble at the end. I don't know how else to yeah. explain it. What, else, what would you call that little... Like a drop, yeah, like a pendant drop kind of thing. Yeah, but it's yeah. not a single. Like the cool thing is, is that it's, it's a conglomeration of color and shine and pieces and whatever that, that come together. Mm-hmm. And then you've got the gorgeous one you're wearing today, which is where it's the chains, the loops. Almost yeah. like a magician's loops pulling it together. Yeah, and this one you can wear as a belt also. I need a smaller mm-hmm. piece of my anatomy before I do that. But cool to know. <laughs> and then the one that I have... Um, and I have sensitivity to metal, which we had talked about. Yes. Okay, so... I'm, I'm going to, quick story. So yeah. Monica and I meet for breakfast. She's presenting me with this gorgeous necklace that she made for me out of, you called it rhodium? Rhodium, yep. Yeah. Because of my weird skin and sensitivities to metal. And for whatever reason, I pulled a broken necklace out of my purse. And didn't, it happened to snap somewhere. And Monica's like, oh yeah, hand that over. 
pulls like a toolkit out of her purse <laughs> and fixes my broken necklace during breakfast. And I'm like, <laughs> kind of like Inspector Gadget of jewelry. And you know that's because you're special, right? I never fix other other I know, was, costume jewelry. It was, I'll fix ours, but nobody I else. Know. But yeah, so that's not a service that she offers. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we came to your studio. When was that? Oh, that was uh, Christmas time. Was it, it had my just open before, house? Just yeah, just before Christmas. Just before. Yeah. I love your studio. I can. Love can I make a plug? Here? Absolutely. <laughs> Tuesdays from my 10 next to 6. movie. I'm yeah. starring as no. I uh, so yeah, we have uh, now our studios open. Um, every Tuesday from 10 to 6. Yes. Treat Yourself Tuesday. But, and you want to mark your calendar for this, on February the 9th, the right hours again. are a little different. So okay. we're open from noon till 8 p.m. Okay. And what it is, is it's a pre-Valentine's sale. Ooh. So we're going to oh, offer... for those, the dangly earrings that you're... Well, we'll have our Valentine earrings, but we'll have other stuff too. So we have uh, very good friends of ours, uh, Christie's Gourmet Gifts. We've known them since... When I've known them for years and years, and they make beautiful chocolates. So we're going to have chocolate tastings from them. I'm allergic which to is chocolate. One... No. Okay. I'll bring you a peanut butter sandwich. <laughs> you're not allergic to peanut butter if you're allergic to chocolate. Yeah. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> and then the other part of that day, which our customers love, is we do something called a bin sale. So you've been to the front of our office where our showroom is. Where yeah. That's where our latest collection is. So that day, all of our latest collection will be with tax included, which is phenomenal. Right. Then you go into the back, into the I've warehouse section. Yeah, Elvis. where our blue leather couches are, Elvis yeah. head, Iron Man, all the special Iron people Man. are there. And we have tables and tables of bins that you can just rifle through. Seriously? And there's like earrings for five bucks. There's... Necklaces oh, that ladies, used to be one fifty, now they're forty. You know, they're, you and there's good. It's like the treasure hunt of Burlington. Oh, I'm in. It's I'm amazing. In. Yeah, send me links. You haven't been For promoting sure. that. You've been doing. Your... I. Do, you know what? It's you know how much I love Mailchimp. It's like my little secretary. So while you and I are sitting here gabbing, Mailchimp uh, one hour ago sent out the Valentine. <laughs> Is it just invite? Is the promo just starting today? Yeah, I just oh, okay. I just did say because it's February the 9th, so. Yeah. So she is located uh, off of Appleby. Yeah. It's, on South Service? Mm-hmm. So it's between Appleby and Burl Oak on the South Service Road. So you have to actually go to Harvester to access South Service. Yeah. And it's 5100 South Service Road. And our unit number is 23. Will Boink be there? Yes. Boink will. All, my Boink. little fur child <laughs> so when you're when you go into the complex and this isn't part of the podcast mm-hmm. but uh when you go into the complex you have to travel to the back of the complex and monica is over on the left hand side mm-hmm. there's tons of parking um and it's southeast corner you can go and gaze upon her tons Woman of parking collection. but also it, the parking is a little annoying so yeah just be patient and careful yeah, yeah. Come anyway. Don't let oh, the yeah. parking discourage you. <laughs> but you've got your beautiful front studio, which is beautifully mm-hmm. lit, and I've got tons of photos from that. And then you have your Wonder Woman Xanadu homage. Yeah. Um, but the other cool thing is that people can actually see you making the jewelry. Yes. Will Natasha? Yeah. Natasha will hopefully be there. Um, she, and um, Dawn and uh, Maggie, they both make the jewelry all day. Yeah. So they'll mm-hmm. be there making jewelry. Yeah. And hopefully Natasha, my killer sales girl she just had uh, a baby so yeah hopefully she'll bring the baby yeah <laughs> i love babies yeah <laughs> babies and boink that's right boink's awesome yeah um so we've gone from you being 
very artistic and going to take over the world in, in your early life mm-hmm. to a corporate life that made you realize that maybe your right brain was a little more important, which was very cool, to launching Glam Jewels full-time. And I know you are a consummate professional in going out to a variety of uh, events across Ontario and into Quebec. Was Quebec mm-hmm. with the, the visit with your mom? Was that another show as well? That was visiting uh, customers. So I have a, a really great store that carries our line in um, in Quebec City and then Montreal also. Nice. Yeah. But as part of the adventure, my mom said, why don't we spend a night at the Ice Hotel? I saw. And, oh, I, it was so great because uh, I snuck some nice pictures of our spring collection on ice. <laughs> ah, yeah. do it. But that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was but great. That's, that's what I find amazing. And, as a, you know, and I'm wondering, is, as uh, got to watch the time here. As a female entrepreneur, do you find, well, actually, because your market is, is women. Mm-hmm. So actually men, if you're listening, and you need a really unique, beautiful piece, do you create as well, though, which I haven't asked you before, somebody were to come to you and say, this is what my wife is like. This is what my girlfriend's like. Yeah. These are some of her passions. These are some of the colors that drive her. She reacts to this and this. Do you sit down and do that kind of consultation? All with the somebody? time. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. All the time. Because that, I think, it means so. And that's one of the things I love about the necklace that you made mm-hmm. for me is that it was made for me. Yes. I've never had anything like that before. That's great. I love that. And I love that you say that because that's really what I'm all about. It's, it's yeah, funny. Tell me the empowerment You know, story. you're, yeah. And the, and the whole thing too, like, because growing up, I, I mean, I liked f- fashion, obviously I was into it, but I was more into not doing what everybody else was doing. Right. <laughs> I'm looking at all your equipment around here. <laughs> um, so I'm, I was more into like creating, or I was always more fascinated with things that nobody else had. I yes, always, I'd rather support the underdog than wear Nikes because everybody Agreed. else is wearing it. Agreed. And that's a product of coming from parents that said, you're not wearing that. We're going to a Salvation Army and you're going to oh! pick out your wardrobe. High five! Love that. Yes. I didn't get what I wanted. And if I did want something, they said, okay, so you, that How means you, you have to babysit half? for these many that's hours. That's what I had and, to do too. And that's what makes you an individual unique person and this is the thing I love about my business is I find that those are the women that I'm attracting I'm not attracting women that are into labels and all that they're I'm attracting women that want to show the world who they are and that's what it's all about like yes let's use this jewelry as a vehicle to show which I love. show the world who you are because you're not that's all any of us have that's different is ourselves so yeah. why not celebrate that every day right agreed yeah, and I so, remember you telling me that, and it's not—it's not just the story though. It's your passion behind your drive to give that feeling to women that I absolutely love. Mm-hmm. And so, what drove—is that what drove it? Then was just you understand how important it is to you to be unique. And so, I think so, and I think I also um, like when I really think about it, I, I think of how isolated people can feel when they don't fit in. Right. So if you're, you know, whatever. And I I mean, mostly this is like public school, high school stuff. But I remember that feeling of all the kids are wearing roadrunners. And when I finally did get a pair, they weren't skin tight because there's no way my parents were letting an 11 year old show (laughs) off their butt. So, you know, I got the roadrunners, but I didn't feel cool like everyone else. I was one of the kids that had to lie down on the bed with the coat hanging. Yeah. (laughs) 
See, I wasn't allowed. No way. Yeah, but my parents were a little more freewheeling. Yeah, but I but I remember that feeling of like, oh my god, I don't fit in. I don't fit in. And then when I finally got to grade nine, I started seeing kids that wanted to look different. I was like, now this is cool. Yeah. And then in I mean at that time it's like just a visual thing you see kids that look different but then you get to know these kids and they're kids that are different and then you start to draw that out of each other and that's a cool thing it's not a bad thing to be different right I'm trying to remember not to do my resting bee face oh (laughs) (laughs) you're so funny no you're smiling smiling okay so I can there's two things there one is I had a podcast and I told you this beforehand yeah with my good friend Hazel and I'm t- I, I have my, you know, studious paying attention face. And I thought it was a studious paying attention <laughs> face until I downloaded the images because I take some photos during the, the podcast and I realized it was like a resting bitch face. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of intimidating and scary. And I thought that I had a little aha moment going, I wonder if that's why I scare people. <laughs> I have such an intense look and it's because I'm very into what somebody's yeah. saying. So I have said that to Monica and she's like that's okay I'll give you big scary smiles yeah (laughs) you're doing scary bitch face oh but it's funny because when I go back to high school Mm -hmm. and again vague memories because there's a lot of stuff going on but I would have and I remember and I look at the pictures in in the yearbook and whatever that I Mm -hmm. see of you I never would have thought that you were one of the people that did fit in and sort of had it all together and oh God. you hung out with the cool kids and honestly, and I'm only a year, I think I'm a year behind you. What what year are you born? What grade 70. are you 70. What grade am I oh, in yeah. now? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the grade of old yeah. lady You're now. You're a but, year behind me. Yeah. yeah. But you, you would have been one of the people that I would have looked to and said, oh, she's got her stuff together and you know, people were drawn to you and... I mm-hmm. never would have looked but at But was you. it in a good way or in a negative way? Like, mean? okay, uh, no, I don't mean no, to say uh, in, in a negative no, no, no. way, but... No, you weren't snotty. Okay, that's so, good. So, I mean, I mean, we all have the people that we look back on in high school and go, mm-hmm. wow. <laughs> and those are the people that I'm thinking of that no, no, were, no, like, no. really into... No, not, yeah. not at all, because okay. I, I don't... It's with affection that I say that. Yeah. So it wasn't me looking at you going, wow, what a piece of work. Yeah. But I never would have looked at you and said... She doesn't feel like she fits in or whatever. Right, okay. And what I find interesting about that is that while we think we leave that feeling behind in high school, mm-hmm. I don't think we do. And even through your 20s and 30s, now in my 40s, I really don't, well, I care. Give a rat, 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 rat. <laughs> yeah. I, I do. I mean, I don't want to any ever make anybody feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And I don't want them to feel devalued or... What have you, but if somebody doesn't like me because, you know, like my jacket today I got at a used clothing store, my shirt got I love that jacket, by the way. It's making me very jealous. Lock three. I want it. Get it. I will always wear a mix of, of used and what have you. And I had somebody say to me a while ago, you know, you shouldn't tell people that you wear used clothes. And she said it with the best of intentions. Mm-hmm. And it, but it never would have occurred to me not to. And I said, well, why not? And she said, well, because people will judge you differently. They won't take you as seriously. And, and it changes their perception of you if they know you're wearing used clothes. And it had never occurred to me that I that would ever happen. I completely and totally disagree with that. Have at her. 
I'll tell you something. Tell me. I'll tell you something right now. So there are people, and again, with no judgment, there are people that can afford to buy themselves a new wardrobe every season. And a new wardrobe every season can be anywhere from $1,000 to $3,000, right? Sorry. If you're buying the shoe, the new shoes, the new tops, the new... Never done that. Okay. Yeah. And when I... When I was working at Canada Post yeah. and I was hobbying and I didn't own a home or anything, I would easily drop a thousand bucks a season <gasps> on a new wardrobe. See, now you're one of those girls that I look yeah. at. Yeah. Mm. Now okay. I want to spend my money on experience, experiences, yeah. travel. I want to invest more money into my business. Yeah. The last thing on my mind, even though I'm in the fashion business, yeah. is going out and buying myself a new wardrobe. So what I do is if I, my husband loves Valley Village. If I see something there I liked, I would totally get it. Yeah. Um, 40% off sale coming up, by the way. Yeah. Just saying. I also have a friend that is so amazing to me. She gives me her clothes when she's I have one done of those too. It. Yeah. And I love wearing them because they mean something. Like, mm-hmm. and, um, and I also have networked with a couple of clothing designers that are very gracious and give me pieces to wear to promote them yeah so all of a sudden it's just a change and and Mm -hmm. you saying that I mean let's let's get real about having your own business it's not like cash is flowing in all the time there are some months where you're going okay how are we paying the rent and if somebody says to you would you like a $200 sweater that I just can't wear you're gonna reject that (laughs) or you know you see something for like we she have to do that. what we have to do, but I think you, by, I mean, I'm going from you and I having coffee when we hadn't seen each other in a while and you mm-hmm. told me, Oh, I got this jacket. I said, I loved your jacket. You told me that you got it at Value Village. Mm-hmm. It's like right on girl. Yeah. I like that. I like that. You're not, um, well, I got it at this exclusive, whatever. Oh, but, I mean, that's I fine too. I wouldn't care if you said that either, but I think either way is okay. Why, it is. And I'm not just saying be that real. Yeah, it was just interesting. Yeah. But to go back to what you were saying, we're getting a little off the business topic. Yeah. But, <laughs> but women do come up against that in business. Mm-hmm. And that's, I'm going to segue a little bit into that, that you would think, you would hope that women would be there supporting women, which is one of the things that I love about your business. And that one of the reasons I'm doing this podcast is to help male or female, mm-hmm. and promote their business. And you would hope for the most part that people would have that mindset, that they would be about, how can I help you? How can I make it better? And let's work together. But there are those that let perception or personal issues get in the way. And that can be about appearance. Mm-hmm. That can be about where you got your stuff or what have you. Yeah. Which is a shame. I don't do that. Somebody came up to, if you came up to me and said, I just got these, you know, whatever. Bra and underwear I draw the line at? Yeah. That should be spanking you. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know. Me too. You're probably not going to show me your bra, so that's okay. <laughs> so I wouldn't, but I know that people do, and I think that can get in the way. And I think that happens in business as well. You have perceptions of people. And yeah. I've, I've run up against it. I'm sure you have as an entrepreneur, that you've run up against people who try to take your power. Oh, Yeah. You know, for sure, in a variety of ways, and I don't mean that in a a high school kind of way, but yeah, they try and undermine. I had a meeting with somebody two years ago when I when I was looking at launching my MCV communications business. Mm -hmm. So for that, I do healthcare, and I I focus on healthcare businesses because that's my background. But I 
work with a wide variety, but I do social media and communication strategy and writing and editing and whatever. So I went to somebody who I thought was a good connection, who I thought would have, I guess, my best interests at heart because we had worked together. He knew who I was, what have you. And wow, what an eye-opener. He spent the entire conversation basically telling me that I sucked, that I would never get a job, that he would never hire me, that what hope did I have of launching a business, never mind being successful and, you know, da da wow. Yeah. So there's, huh. you know, it was an eye-opener. Yeah. Real yeah. It is. And I think that's the great thing, you know, when you... When you're in, whether it's your own business or, or a career or just anything that you're passionate about, when you have passion behind you, you really start to learn about yourself and what makes you tick. And, and sometimes I think it, it can be scary because you take risks based on what you're feeling in that moment. And maybe two years down the road, you go, why did I do that? Or why? But you but know, life if you but it, if you didn't have it, and and also if when you have passion behind you, it's okay when you meet people like that because they may throw you off the rails for a little bit, mm-hmm. but your passion and your fire always brings you back in line. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and any failures that you have, they are not failures. They are experiences. They, they are experiences, <laughs> and they teach you something yeah. about yourself that you didn't know. I didn't have the yeah. passion then to withstand that on my mm-hmm. own, and and I didn't quite understand what happened. And it wasn't until I spoke to a seasoned communications pro who said, "I'm sandbagging you." Mm-hmm. And because it would never occur to me to do that to somebody, it always, every time, and I'm a bit of a sucker that way. It always takes me by surprise. Yeah, when that happens. Now, I could use some bad language, but I just, now it would be like, you know, mm-hmm. if I had Taylor Swift queued up, it'd be like, shake it off. Like, yeah, I've crap bigger than you, little lad. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you, you want to go That's that way. That's the best part about getting into your 40s. Like, I, I feel <laughs> that so much. I had, uh, this week, I had... Um, an offer and I won't say who it, but it was like with a big TV show to do something. Yeah. And, uh, and I thought, okay, if I was in my twenties, I'd be jumping for joy. I'd be, Oh my goodness. I have to do this. I have to do this. Mm-hmm. And I had an interview with them and I just said to them, okay, so how much is this going to cost me? How much is this going to cost? Because I knew this wasn't being offered to me for free. Right. right. And uh, they gave me the dollar amount, and I said, nope, don't need it. Thanks for calling. But in my 20s, I probably would have tried to round up the money, and this is a big name, and I should do it. But as you you go through the motions and you realize how important you are as a person, and Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if you have a tribe of a 1,000 followers or a million, you're building something that's your own, and you don't need other people Mm -hmm. to – you don't need to pay other people to – to make your dream happen. You're strong you know, enough at that point to... Yeah, yeah you agreed. can do it in your own way. And, and you know, like what you and I are doing, I would much rather sit down with you, partner with you, you know, reach mm-hmm. out to your network than to, you know, a million people that don't know me and really don't... Give a crap? Yeah. <laughs> and pay $10,000. No, thanks. <laughs> this is for free. Free and you get tea. And I get tea. And, exactly. and presents. And yeah. presents. Yeah. My God. It's a good. It's going to be a weekly podcast. Damn it. Monica Gray. All right, in six months, I'm charging everybody ten grand. That's mm-hmm. it. So, so that actually good. So we've covered some challenges that we've both faced, mm-hmm. and it's, you know, and I've I've watched how hard over the last year, I guess it's been well, six months to a year, 
how hard you work to promote your business. And and I won't say it's effortless, but your your passion is so apparent that I think it's effortless on the other person's part to feel that and want to help and work with you and what have you. At some point in your business, um, with the, the Glam Jewels incarnation, did you have a pivot point? Did you start out one way and kind of go, you know, I need to kind of, I need to, I need to go left a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's actually happened in the last three years. I feel like sneezing now. What is this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate holding back a sneeze. Let her rip. Should we let? <laughs> it's okay. It's gone. Um, so you scared um, it away. Yeah, like I and we've talked about this too. We both lost our dads, and I lost yeah. my dad in 2012, and uh, and that was a big turning point for me because it. Uh, actually immobilized me and I my business is all about let feel good empower other women you have make to get give the and... sun give them the sunshine on a rainy day I want to be the person that when you meet me you feel better than before you met me I That's always true. want to be that person yeah. I you know and um I couldn't give that I I had it was devastating to me because yeah. I realized but but in that devastation I realized that is who I am in my business. This is what Glam Jewels is all about. I don't yeah. think I even really knew what it was all about until I couldn't give it anymore. Mm-hmm. So that lots of bad things happened. I lost money. I couldn't work. I couldn't stop crying. I could, all those things. It was real, and I I couldn't mm-hmm. do it. And I couldn't imagine how people get a week off of work after their dad dies, and they got to go back to their desk and I do did. a job. Mm-hmm. I I just drowned in this sorrow right and um and then a lot of other bad things happened that year close friends started dying boom 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 and I said why me why is this happening to me this is not fair and I hate this and I hate this world so now I'm feeling angry and I'm feeling hatred and I'm feeling stuff I never felt before and then a very good friend said to me Monica had these other things not happened right after losing your dad we would all be losing you to a mental breakdown because you lost your father. These are all gifts because they're a distraction from you mourning yeah. your dad, and that's not such a bad thing right now. And I'm like, oh, my God, she's absolutely right. Fantastic And point. that just turned my whole way of looking at things around, mm-hmm. and I started to laugh at everything. I'm like, Phew! My dad died. That's a joke. Like, he was supposed to live forever. I can't believe this happened. Started laughing. This friend, you know, this happened. This friend, this happened. And I just went like, oh, my God, we really don't know what the hell's going on around here. This bubble has burst, and I'm coming through the bubble now. Like, I am going to... Yeah. And Mm -hmm. now I feel fantastic. Like, I always joke that I have website shame because... (laughs) I'm trying to get my, and I think That's I met with you four for, months ago yeah. and it wasn't up. So it's going to be up in the next two months. So please, listeners, when you look at my site, don't judge me. But but it's all, <laughs> I say that and I'm very hard on myself, but I have to say this website is coming up at exactly the right time because... Mm-hmm. It's all of these life experiences that's helped me to brand who I am and also not care about what other people want my brand to be because that's another thing that happens when you're unsure and unsteady in your business and you Mm -hmm. don't really know what you're representing. Other people will tell you what they think you should and that's okay people. But then once you know, and that happens, you're a little more like, great. I'm glad it makes you feel that way. Okay, don't need to hear your opinion, but like, you're not looking for it, so it's not coming to you. 
It's the law it's of attraction be, stuff, which we will talk about. That's another, another podcast. That yeah. might be a group one because there's a few people in on that. Right. But it's interesting that you said that because when I started at my office, Canada, MCV Communications took me a little bit, and I was really fortunate that my first client is an amazing man who's still a client to this day. And but he has a penchant for being a really good mentor, um, intentionally or otherwise. And he helped me to stand firm on what MCV Communications was going to do. Because when I launched it, it was going to be, initially, I, I struggled. Because I have 13 years in healthcare, my first thought was, that's what I should do. I should do healthcare communications and yada, yada, yada. And then, I don't know why, but the five-year-old in me went, nope, you don't have to rely on that. Good you, for you. The five-year-old knows everything. Well, not so much because she's a little bit goofy sometimes. But anyway, <laughs> I think she ate too much paste in kindergarten. So I had a little chat with her and said, you know what? It's okay to rely on that because it actually makes me unique in communications because when I did the research, I found that not a lot of people have the background that I have because I've got you know, two years of the medical office admin program, 10 years as a medical secretary in a variety of specialties, you know, cardiology, respirology, family medicine, whatever. And then I taught the program for two years. So, you know, me and anatomy and physiology and pharmacology and, and all those kinds of mm-hmm. things and the vocabulary that that requires um, are there. And then it also happens to be that I'm a pretty decent writer and editor. And when healthcare pros are communicating, it is so vital that one, they don't get caught up in their jargon and Two, they are relating to their patients or whoever is writing on their behalf is writing correctly. Because if you're writing about tuberculosis and you inadvertently put testicular somewhere, you know, that's a bit of a segue. (laughs) It makes a difference. Yeah, I would say so. (laughs) You know, so anyway, but he helped me to be able to communicate that vision clearly. And the same thing with at my office was I was networking like you and network like a lunatic. And, you know, as an employee, I didn't have to do that. Yeah. <laughs> but it took six months of networking because my story wasn't authentic. It, I don't know how I, I, that's it, that's a great way to say it. My, yeah, yeah it, my story it wasn't authentic. authentic. And, and I had a really hard time delivering my value proposition to people because it wasn't resonating with me correctly. Yeah. You're trying to put the words together. It's yeah. like, what am I doing? Like, okay, I know that what I'm sounds doing, okay. But yeah, was, you have a feeling, but you don't know how to put the feeling into words. It was words. A, a huge, long, rambling sentence, which I'm prone to do, don't get me wrong. But when you're networking <laughs> and you got 30 seconds, not a gift. Yeah. And then one day I said, I own a business center. There I'm it was. Done. Yeah. I'm like, that's it. I'm not just offering these individual pieces. And I don't know why it took me so long because I guess I thought business center, that's big. Like, that's big. And it might not be big to somebody who doesn't own one, but when you own one, that's big. And I don't know that I was ready to be that big. Right. Yeah, it was like your own limitations were getting in the way. Yeah. And then having to talk about it and talk about it and talk about it, it went away. That's great. It was. It was a cool day. I still remember that day, standing in you know this networking event for the Social Fusion Network, talking to like the 600th person about what I'm doing, and the penny dropped. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thank God. Yeah. That really itched. Like it just. Wow, that's great. Yeah, it was scratchy. Anyway, so we've got a few minutes left. Um, so what? We're gonna go back to the the business component. We're gonna end on a high note, but. Mm-hmm. 
What can somebody expect from working with you? From working with me? Yeah. As in, in, to what capacity? Like coming to so me as a, for... Because Valentine's is coming up. Oh, One, one right. of the things would be, what what's the, the process that you go through with somebody to develop a custom piece of jewelry? Okay, so there's many different things that we do, but um, what some people will do is they'll bring in like two or three blouses or tops that they got for the season, mm -hmm. and they'll want a beautiful piece that they can wear with all three of them, something that's versatile, like mm -hmm. the piece that I gave you. So mm -hmm. maybe one has a high neck, one has a turtleneck, one has a you know V-neck, right. and, and we have styles that can be worn many different ways that can go with any of those necklines. Mm -hmm. And then maybe one top is red, and the other top is fuchsia and the other top is like sky blue mm -hmm. and some, and people yeah some people say well i got i have these three but those colors are not going to work together and i will say i will make them work together you just bring them to me <laughs> well because you have you the know eye and, and experience yeah, yeah and it's amazing how you know their colors can live together happily ever after mm -hmm. even when they're you know they they're from different Seemingly families disparate, but yeah not. yeah and so, so a, that's kind of fun can do that kind of thing i know you've got distributors um, mm -hmm. how many provinces are you in now we're in all provinces and and a lot of that has happened because i get on the road and i go and meet I with people so yeah so they're all uh, all the boutiques we sell to are independently owned uh, we have boutiques hair studios um there's a couple of online boutiques that ca that carry mm -hmm. our jewelry so but we, you know, I've always really been about um, working with independence. Mm -hmm. You won't find glam jewels in a chain store or anything like that. It's like not, maybe not, two or three locations, but yeah. It's not, it's not chain store material. No, no, no. I mean, and in a very positive way. Yeah, just... and the other side of that is that a lot of boutique owners, for instance, you know, we may show colors that are really popular for this season like what's what's trending but you go to Montreal and they don't care what's trending they want red and they want it mixed with purple and they want it mixed with some lime green and they want it with some orange yeah. and that's what I want to do right I love so, that so you, you customize to yeah, each area yeah, yeah. Um, we can do it with boutiques as well yeah terrific so the last mm -hmm. the last thing is yes it sounds very deep doesn't it uh huh I think I know where you're going but Go on. <laughs> I think. I think. Might surprise you. Yeah. What are you most proud of as a business owner? Oh. Is that right? Is that where you thought proud it was going? Of? I think I'm most proud of my bounce back. I think I'm most proud of being exhausted and drained and not sure what am I doing and maybe I shouldn't do this anymore and mm -hmm. then getting up the next morning after eight hours sleep and saying, I love what I'm doing. Who the hell said that? You're going to make me cry because I have those yeah. moments. We all have Frequently. them. I don't care how much you love something. We all have them. Well, I had my thunderbolt the other yeah. day where I was driving away from here. If you'd asked me 10 years ago, I never would have seen myself doing what I'm doing now. It just wouldn't have entered my consciousness. And I was driving home from another late night and said, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And, and, it, and I haven't had that come to it. Jesus moment yet. You know, been open since May. You think I would have had it earlier, but mm -hmm. it was a complete come to Jesus moment where I was it's like... It's now become part of you. You can't get rid of it. It's like cutting off an arm. 
I see it's too it bad. clearly. Do we have time for me to tell you a very good short story about we that? Do. We're going a little over, but that's okay. Fine. So I went to see Wayne Dyer speak before he passed away oh. in Toronto. It was amazing, and he Love said to man. me. He said to me, he said to the, see, I felt like he was speaking to me, geez. So he said to the audience, so um, a big thing happened in my life this year. I decided that um, I was finished with public speaking and finished with writing. I had all of my family members over. We had a big dinner. It was very emotional to celebrate the end of my career that now I I was going to retire and this was done. Yeah. He said the emotions around the table were crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, everybody was just like, what, Dad? What, Uncle Wayne? Oh, my God. He said, so we ended in tears that dinner. I went down to my den, and within 24 hours, I booked my next tour (laughs) and started writing my next book. Uh, He said, when you have the passion and the fire, it never dies. That's true. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's and really, that is, it's true. It's like true. you got to make it work. You do. Don't you give do. up, ever. Anybody. So we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna interject a little. So one of um, Monica's not so secret obsessions is with Olivia Newton John, yes. and she has a little ode to Olivia, and uh, in specific, which we haven't booked yet, which we need to. We're gonna have a a Xanadu party, <laughs> and if you were born after 1982, you probably have no idea what this is. <laughs> But um, it contains two of my favorite people because I absolutely have the biggest crazy crush on Gene Kelly, who, who we lost years and years ago. So we're gonna yeah. we're gonna end with a little theme song for you. Oh, yeah, thank you. Sweet. So thank you so much. And this won't be the last time you hear from Monica because we've started a little side project, um, uh, working on understanding and using the laws of manifestation, which is a Wayne Dyer thing. So I'm planning one, a podcast, all about that. Because since I've started looking into it, it's just been fabulous. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so it will not be the last time your your dulcet tones are heard across Excellent. the desk. But thank you so much. Thank you so much. It's been great. Here we go. We're going to go with, is it going to work? We might have to go over a scoochy bit. <laughs> Come on, Olivia. Get her over here, Olivia. What's she doing? Oh, she's putting in some magic. There we go. (laughs) You can't see us, but we're rocking. We are. (laughs) Go, Kira. Go, Kira. It's your birthday. Oh, I love it. In all her sparkly wonder. Yeah. Where is she? Oh, she's there. She's coming out of the wall. I'm she's gonna I'm gonna speak over I'm gonna speak over Olivia and say one thing to any listener that is on the fence or feeling like frustrated, listen to the words of the song Magic and continue yeah. with life. Yeah. Right. My husband and I kissed there, by the way, on our honeymoon. Where was that? That was on the Santa Monica Pier. <laughs> Alright. So That's on it. that note. <laughs> Have a great day. This is Elizabeth and Monica from Across the Desk.